Now, when you think about that uh, season in your life and what your mother did for you, how does that make you feel? Well, I'm actually having tears run down my cheek right now. It's a good memory. It was kind of a sad time, but it just showed me how much she loved me and would take time for me. And uh, it makes me feel good. It makes, it makes me feel loved. Did you finally realize your dream of having a family only to have your happily ever after turn into a nightmare? Do you find yourself up late at night wondering why nothing you try as a parent is working? Are you searching for adoption resources and a support team but can't find any? Hi neighbor, welcome to Anchors of Encouragement. I'm Tim Maudlin, husband, adoptive parent, Bible class teacher, and the persistent encourager. I too felt the joy of having a family of my own and I wished we could be like other adoptive families. I knew we were doing our best, but nothing seemed to work. And I kept asking myself, why is this happening to us? In Anchors of Encouragement, my mission is to throw adoptive parents a lifeline and be your anchor, to offer biblical mindset support and to provide stability when life gets unstable. If you're ready for real and raw talk that leads to peace beyond comprehension, so you not only survive but thrive in life's storms, this podcast is for you. Hope and healing are on the way. Say it to mom while you can. Discover the words inside you to share with a woman who holds your heart forever. Hi neighbor, welcome to a special episode of Anchors of Encouragement. Today you're going to hear a coaching session I recently had with my neighbor Kim. Kim is a lifelong friend and the closest neighbor I've ever had on the show. I can walk to the bottom of my driveway and see Kim's house less than a mile away. In this coaching session, I asked Kim a series of questions and then gave her time to write down her answers. There's a pause in between the questions and answers filled with music, so you wouldn't have dead airspace. That time was condensed in the editing process to shorten the length of this episode. I would like to invite you to grab a pen and paper and participate too. Feel free to pause the episode when the music starts, and once you have your answers written down, resume the episode. Make sure and stay until the end because I have a special gift not only for Kim, but for you too. Let's get to our episode. Hope and healing are on the way. Thank you, Kim, for coming on and being with us today. Thank you, Tim. It's an honor and a pleasure. Thank you. Well, this is going to be something that uh, I think will be beneficial to a lot of people, and I appreciate you taking the time to go through these exercises that we want to talk about today. The idea for this coaching episode is saying things to mom, saying them why you still can. And I have a quote that I want to share with you. I don't know who the author is, but the quote is this. Mothers hold their children's hands for a short while, but their hearts forever. And I just love that quote. And it inspired me to develop this exercise that I'm going to walk Kim through where I'm going to help her discover the things in her heart to share with her mom. We're going to look at how to verbalize the gratitude in her heart for the mother in her life. Um, This could be for a biological mother. It could be an adoptive mother, a stepmother, a grandmother, an aunt, or a sister. 
And I'm also going to share with her a template script that she can use over and over to compose the messages from her heart. And then a simple thing that she can do with these messages to transform them into a treasured keepsake. Now, in this episode, Kim's going to be the one answering these questions live on the episode with you. But I would like to invite each one of you to get a pen and paper. And as I walk Kim through these exercises, you can do this too. I don't do hard. We're going to have some very simple prompts that I'm going to share with Kim. And then I'm going to share how I answered these things as well. So grab a pen and paper and play along with this today. The first thing I want to do, and Kim knows that I made my career as an artist. Remember back in school, because you know she and I went to school together. Remember those times when we were bored in class. And so in the margins of our paper or books or whatever, we would doodle. What I want you to do, first of all, is to write uh, your mother's name down. And I want you to think about her. And as you think about her, I just want you to doodle for a few seconds. It doesn't matter what what you uh, you draw, just doodle for a few seconds. This is just to get your creative juices flowing. And while Kim is doing that, there's rather than being dead airspace, I'm going to have some music playing. So Kim, for a few seconds, just uh, doodle some things from your heart as you think about your mother. Okay. Okay, do you have a few drawings on your paper now? Yes, I do. Okay, cool. Well, you'll have to share them with your mother sometime, or not. <laughs> I will. Okay. I don't know what you you drew. For me, it would be hearts or flowers or something like that. Uh, what did you draw on your paper? You know, I know we don't have the same mother, but I drew a heart, mm-hmm. and I drew flowers because she loves gardening. And I drew three little girls and uh, I have two younger sisters and we are a big part of her life. That's cool. That's cool. So you were thinking that this little exercise and I want everyone to that wants to participate with this, you know, as you're thinking about your mother, just draw some things. And Kim has shared some things that she drew that as she thinks of her mother, these little pictures And they don't have to be masterpieces. These are just little ideas that are popping into your head. So we're going to go to the questions now. And let me share the first question with Kim. The reason I'm going to share these these questions or prompts is that there have been times when I struggle to come up with the right words to say to my mom. But I believe those words are actually inside all of us. And I believe we can discover those things and then we can say those things that are in our heart to our mothers. So this first question, Kim, is I want you to think about your mother and I want you to write down some funny memories that you have had with her. So I'll give you about 30 seconds or so. Go ahead and think of some funny memories that you have had with her and just write those down on your paper.
Okay, do you have some funny memories that you've written down? I have a few memories. I don't know how funny they are, but well, as you're as you thought of those memories and you wrote them down, did it put a smile on your face? Oh yes, it definitely did. I was actually kind of laughing under my breath. Okay, okay, that's the whole idea. Now, if you don't mind, could you share one of those with us? Um, one time we were out at a restaurant and the waitress came over to us and, and we'd been having a, a little celebration dinner and everyone says that I favor my mom and how I look. And, uh, she asked if we were sisters and, uh, mom said, uh, no, we're not sisters. This is, this is my daughter. I've just in my life, I've always wanted to be like my mom. She's a wonderful lady. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she's 20 years older than I am. So I don't know. And we laughed about it because mom took it as a compliment that she looked young, 20 years younger. I And I thought, well, I don't know if I look 20 years older or not, but uh, <laughs> I took it as a compliment also. So I don't know. That just brought a smile to my face to think about that. That's cool. And you had the different reaction than my sister, because I remember when my mom came to visit us in college, they thought my sister and my mom were sisters and uh-huh. <laughs> mom took it as a compliment. Uh, my sister Rhonda goes, I don't look, I'm not that old. <laughs> I can see her saying that. Yes. Oh yeah. You know, she's going to kill me when she hears this episode, but that's okay. That's okay. Oh yeah. She won't kill you. <laughs> yeah. I want to, uh, the memory that I wrote down that it still puts a smile on my face today. And this goes again when I was in college now, this was before the days of overnight shipping. And so what my mom would do is she would send me care packages. When my birthday rolled around, she had planned to send me a, a homemade angel food cake. And she had it all wow. planned out. She baked it and she got to the post office thinking that it was going to take three days to get there. So that'd be plenty of time to get to uh, Ball State where I went to college and it would still be fresh and it would get there on my birthday. Well, my birthday came and went and I didn't get a, a package. And she eventually said, did you get a package? I said, no. Well, I got a package a couple of weeks later and you can make penicillin with that cake. Oh my. <laughs> <laughs> so we, to, you know, we laughed about that after the fact. I mean, and it wasn't, it was a thought that counted. I mean, I didn't care if I got the cake or not, but she was just beside herself because I didn't get my cake when I was supposed to, but I had to laugh because when I got it, it was green. So, oh, <laughs> but that was a that, funny memory. That was a good, funny memory. Yeah. So those of you who are listening, uh, I hope you've taken a few minutes to write down uh, some funny memories about your mother. So let's go to the second question. Again, pen to paper. I want you to think about your mother, Kim, and I want you to write down some things you have seen her do for others, things that she's done for other people. And I'll give you about a minute or so to to write down those things.
Okay, did you come up with something for this question? Yes, I did. Okay. Would you uh, share it with us, please? She does a lot of things for others. And a lot of the time, you know, I don't even know about it unless someone tells me later. But uh, this was uh, something that I was a part of when my children were little. And I know she does it for other people when she gives gifts. I mean, she takes it very seriously and wants to um, just pick out the most special thing for them. She doesn't shop now like she did years ago when we would go to the stores. But I know when she would buy gifts for my children and for the other grandchildren, and she knew exactly what they wanted, I can remember going and waiting at midnight at Walmart or whatever store it was for the truck to unload with whatever special thing that the child wanted, you know, whether it was a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle or a Power Ranger or whatever, just to get them that special thing that she knew that they wanted. And she always did things like that, no matter who it was or what the gift was. If she knew that they wanted something, she would take the time, even if it inconvenienced her. And so I just always think about that regarding mom when, you know, she's thinking of others and something to get for them. She just takes that extra special time. That's really cool. As you were thinking about that particular characteristic of her, how did it make you feel? I hadn't thought about it in a long time and it made me smile. And, it, and you know, I thought, here I was younger than her and we were out shopping and we were out at midnight or whatever time it was. It was really late in the evening. And I'm sure, you know, she would probably rather have been in bed. But I thought, you know, my mom was being selfless for mm-hmm. herself and wanting to uh, do that for those she loves. And it just it made me smile, too, because I can feel my cheeks, you know, kind of puffed up here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The memory that this question brought for me was uh, for years, my mother was a member of the local homemakers club, the booster club, they called them. She was always doing something for someone else, kind of like your mom. If somebody needed something, she was helping them out. And typically what mom would do is if someone needed a meal, uh, she was making making something for them. I know when when tragedies strike people, strike families, you know, mom was organizing the meals for those families. And she was not only organizing them, but she would, she would make sure and make something herself. And so if if it was that or other things, she was always just trying to help somebody else. It's a sentimental thing that when I think about her and, and, you know, the example that she was giving all of us as to how you serve others. So that was something I really appreciate about her. Oh, yes. That's a sweet memory. And I had have the happy memories of being in the booster club with your mom Mm -hmm. and also with your grandmothers and your mother. I think of her like that, too. I can I remember her doing meals for people. Mm -hmm. It's a it's a good memory and and one that uh, it puts a smile on my face, too. So we have one more question. And the, the final question 
And again, I hope uh, those of you who are listening will be writing your answers down to this. Again, I want you to think about your mother, but I want you to get um, more specific and personal. I want you to write down some special thing or things that your mother has done for you. Now, in your last one, you talked about it was for your kids or for other people. But now I want you, Kim, to think about something or some things specifically that your mother has done just for you. And again, I'll give you some time to write this down. Okay, did you come up with something for this question? I did. Okay. Now, um, did you care to share it? No, I don't I mind at all. Okay. Um, something that came up was a few years ago, I went through a cancer experience and uh, it wasn't fun, but every day I tried to um, think of you know, good things that could come out of it. And I tried to share my journey on, on Facebook about it, but um, there were times when I went through my chemo treatments and I felt really bad and my mom would come over and she would just sit with me or she would let me lay my head on her lap or she would hold my hand. Mostly it was just giving up her time to take care of me. I didn't need a lot of actual physical care, but just the compassion that meant so much. And I was in my late fifties. <laughs> Mom was in her late seventies and she was taking care of me. And that's something that means so much to me. That's a good story, too. Now, when you think about that uh, season in your life and what your mother did for you, how does that make you feel? Well, I'm actually having tears run down my cheek right now. It's a good memory. It was kind of a sad time, but it just showed me how much she loved me and would take time for me. And... uh it makes me feel good. It makes, it makes me feel loved. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I have a similar story. It's not a cancer story, but it's one that kind of chokes me up a little bit. Um, this goes back to fifth grade, well, maybe sixth grade. I can't remember what it's been a long time ago, but it was when I first started uh, playing saxophone in the band and we had a concert. And one of the things that, um, the band director wanted us to do was to wear a suit. I didn't have one and we were tight with money and mom said, I'll make you one. And so she went to the store and bought a pattern and material and she stayed up all night making that suit jacket for me. Wow. And it's hanging behind me. And the funny thing about it, she says, and I even lined that thing for you. <laughs> Which she did. She lined it, but she stayed up all night. Wow. 
And that was just mom. Absolutely. That's just who she was. So that was a memory, you know, years and years ago, but I'll never forget it. And it's something really special when I think about her. That's wonderful. Yeah. And as someone who sews, I know that she gave a lot to sew a lining in that jacket. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yes, she did. It was really cool. But yeah, that's that's the memory that that stands out for me. Well, there's so many memories, but that's that's one that that stood out for me that I wanted that this prompt uh, made me remember. Now, I have a question for you. This isn't something you're going to write down, but do you know what you just did? And those of you who are participating with us when you wrote these answers to the different questions, do you know what you just did? I don't know what answer you're wanting, but I shared I shared with you, but I don't know. Well, that's okay, because what you did was you journaled. Yes, I did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, this is a this is a question. I don't know. I mean, I've I've known you all my life and we went to school together and all that. I don't know this to be the case, but when you were in high school, did you keep a diary? I have kept a diary and I have journaled periodically throughout my life. And I tend to do it uh, for a while and, Mm -hmm. and then I get, you know, bogged down with it and then I'll stop. So I probably have maybe six or seven different little books around my house that Mm -hmm. I've got journaling in. Well, that's good because I, until maybe four years ago, five years ago now, I had never done that. Journaling was something a teenage girl did in a diary. Right. That was, and, that was my take on it. And that's kind of how I felt about it, too. It was a girl thing, you know, to put your, you know, feelings or emotions down. Mm-hmm. But one thing I wanted and I hope people pay attention. The three questions I asked you, the first one, you said you laughed, you had a smile on your face. The second one, it got a little more personal and you had another smile on your face, but it was real sentimental. And then the third one, you said you had tears running down your face. Yes. Okay. This is something that I discovered when my son, and he's been on the the show a couple of times and he's been on the show to talk about what journaling did for him when he was in residential treatment, when he went there and I've shared this before, but I want to share it in this episode. When he went to residential treatment at 17 years old, he did not like himself. Something was, he thought something was wrong with him because his birth mother had put him up for adoption. And we didn't realize that he didn't like himself. And when he went to residential treatment, his eyes were dark because he was so angry. And as a few weeks transpired and we visited and saw pictures of him, the light was coming back into his eyes. And I asked his therapist, I said, what is going on with him? And she said, he's learning to like himself. And I said, well, what is he doing? And she said, he's journaling. And I said, he's journaling. He would cry when he had to do any kind of schoolwork that involved writing. But he was doing 
the work and it's work to touch feelings. And this is the, the quote that she t- shared with me that I've, sh- I've talked about this in multiple episodes. When she explained how journaling works, she said, you can think of feeling, you can speak of feeling, but if you want to touch a feeling, you need to write. Now, these three questions that I asked you, whether you realized it or not, they were designed to help help you touch feelings. You had a smile on your face and you laughed in the first one. You had a smile on your face and you got sentimental. And the third one, you brought tears to your eyes. You were touching feelings and that shows the power of journaling. Wow. That's what he did to learn how to like himself. And when I saw what it did for him, that's when I took up the practice. And so every day for years now, I've been journaling. I was up five o'clock or so this morning journaling. And it varies with what I do and how I do it. But I wanted to share in this episode, journaling does not have to be hard. It can be as simple as answering a question. And you can touch those feelings. So that was the big idea that I wanted to share uh, with you, Kim, and then with everyone else. But I have a surprise for you. Okay. Okay. (laughs) You have... You had these answers to these questions when you thought about your mother. But I don't want you to keep them to yourself. I want you to share them with your mom. Now, okay. remember, I don't do hard. And those of you listening, I don't do hard. So I've developed a little script. And I'm going to share this with Kim now. And then I'll I'll send it to her so she can work on this more later. But the script goes something like this. Dear mother, mom, or mommy, however you address your mom, to the woman who, and then you write down one of the answers in the first prompt, first question. To the woman who, then you write down one of the answers in the second prompt. And then, and to the woman who, you write down one of the answers in the third prompt. And then you say, thank you. Thank you for being you. Thank you for being my mother. And then you sign it. Now, I've shared, as Kim has been sharing her answers, I've shared my answers too. But let me read the card that I wrote my mother. It says, Dear Mom, to the woman who made me the worst and one of the best birthday presents ever. Remember the angel food cake? To the woman who is my example for what it means to help others. And to the woman who always put family over sleep and self. Thank you. Thank you for being you. Thank you for being my Proverbs 31 mom. And when I think about my mom, I think about the lady that's described in Proverbs 31. This is a card I wrote out to her. And I gave it to her two years ago on Mother's Day. She opened the card and she started to read it. And she had to stop. So I'll have to read this later. And that's the last uh, she ever talked about the card. She never told me that she read it or anything else. I knew she would read it later, but she never discussed it with me later. Kim knows this, and some of you who have listened to the podcast know. My mom passed a year ago. 
and I am approaching the last first since she passed. This will be the first Mother's Day that I've had in my life without her. Oh, a few months ago, my sister was cleaning out some of the papers that um, my mom had collected over the years. And guess what she came across? She came across this card. Mom didn't throw it away. And so uh, my sister said, would you like to keep it? And I said, absolutely, because this was the last card that I gave her on Mother's Day. Kim, I hope you will take this script and you will write down the answers that you came up with with those questions and then share it with your mom on Mother's Day. Because trust me, she will not throw it away. I will absolutely do it. And I'll probably do it right as soon as we get off of here. Cool. Each one of these episodes, as you know, has a daily doable. And so I want to encourage all of you to um, listen to this episode as many times as you need to, to go through the prompts that Kim went through to uh, write down these things that she thought of about her mother. And I want to encourage you to do the same. And again, this could be uh, your biological mother. It could be your adoptive mother. It could be any kind of mother figure in your life, an aunt, a sister, or whatever. But I want you to encourage you to do this and then share this with that woman because these are the things you want to say while you still have time. And I'm so thankful that I was able to give this card to mom and she was able to read it and save it before she passed. One other thing, I'm going to give this to Kim after the fact too, that if you would like, there's a PDF that you could access. There'll be a link in the show notes. You can access that PDF and you can go through the the doodling exercise. There's a page for that. You can print it out and go through the doodling exercise. Then it has uh, a page for each one of these prompts that you can write your answers down. It also has the script that I read off and you can write your answer in the script. And then on the last page, you can print out a card, the same card I gave my mom. You can print out a card, handwrite that message, and you can send it to her. So I hope you'll take advantage of that, whether you just listen to the the episode or you download the PDF and you print out the card and send it to your mom. But whatever, I hope you will take the time to say it to mom while you still can. So Kim, I want to thank you for uh, joining me today and playing along with this. Um, it's been really nice to reminisce about our mothers. And so I hope you've enjoyed yourself. Oh, yes, I have. I appreciate you so much, Tim, and all the good work that you're doing to help others. And um, yes, it was really good to uh, catch back up with you and think about some things. And thank you for having me on here. Well, I appreciate it. As we wrap up again, Look for the link to this PDF in the show notes. And I want to, again, encourage you to say these things to your mothers while you still can, because you want to remember that. Let me get back to that quote that we started with. Mothers hold their children's hands for a short while, but their hearts forever. Let her know how much she means to you while you still can. So that's all for this episode. I want to thank you for joining me. Until next time, this is Tim encouraging you to do what you can now. If this podcast has given you the courage and confidence to face storms in your life, the number one way you can thank me is to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts. Tell a friend about the show. 
Take a screenshot of this episode and share it in your Instagram stories and tag me at Tim Maudlin. You can also connect with me in my Facebook group, Anchors of Encouragement. So until next time, this is Tim encouraging you to do what you can now.